Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Malcolm and Marie. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts. Oh, did I did I introduce myself? No, no you didn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good, man. You're good. You're good. Okay, let me start from the beginning. <clears throat> In three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Anthony, and this is our review of Malcolm and Marie. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Daniel. Hello there. And Shay. Hello, hello. Malcolm and Marie is a Netflix original film directed by Sam Levinson and stars John David Washington and Zendaya. Huge shout-outs to our friends at Netflix for providing us with this early viewing. Now, Daniel, what can you tell our audience about Malcolm and Marie? Yes, I will give you that synopsis right now. A filmmaker, played by John David Washington, and his girlfriend, Zendaya, return home following a celebratory movie premiere as he awaits what's sure to be imminent critical and financial success. The evening suddenly takes a turn as revelations about the relationship begin to surface, testing the strength of their love. And what a story of love this movie is all about. Let's kick it off to Shay for our first reactions. Yeah, so um, this is that movie that we heard about, you know, one of the first films to be shot and, you know, created during the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, you know, it was around July, I think, they started to shoot this movie or June. And we were like, oh, okay, this is this is very interesting. When I saw the trailer, it didn't really interest me. It, it kind of seemed like another just toxic relationship kind of movie and then when i watched it it's exactly what i thought it would be just a really toxic relationship uh, a lot of back and forth a lot of fighting a lot of making out and you just have to kind of hope that the performances are what's going to keep you and i'll be honest with you the performances are phenomenal but i'm not surprised here zendaya is amazing like she's she's one of the actresses that i look forward to anything that she does john david washington no surprise there he's gonna bring his a game and they both are so damn good now the subject matter the the non-stop arguing and the bickering and the fighting it to me it didn't resonate with me because again i didn't care enough about these people so to me it was just watching rich people argue and I think right now with this pandemic and with the current climate of everything that's happened, rich people weren't really loved before, but they're not cared about even more now. So for me, I was totally, I was just not interested in them at all. I, I really couldn't wait for this film to end for myself, myself personally. Um, what I found interesting with this movie is uh, this movie spends a lot of time criticizing criticism, which I think uh, John David Washington actually – there's some really good points that he makes where you know he's calling out um, why – like as a black director, why does everything that he has to do turn into being like – why does it have to be political? Why does it have to be uh, a certain way because he's a black director? And it's it's an interesting – uh, way of kind of looking at criticism which there's a lot in this film that he says i'm like yeah i I agree with what he's saying like you you understand where he's coming from um and i think like shay said i think the performances are great on both sides i think obviously john david washington is great and zendaya is just phenomenal to watch she i think carries this film 100%. throughout with just with uh, just through her like this subtle movement and you know just just the way she looks at him and um at, like looks at Malcolm and she's like her character Maria is great and they really really go for the jugular 
to with one another because this film is they're so mean to one another just imagine an argument with somebody where all you do is try to destroy the other person and that's what this film is and then they're Mm -hmm. fine for a little bit and then you know she goes takes a smoke and then she's like let me tell you some more things that bother me and then it just kind of starts all over again and this movie's kind of like all about like those cycles about an argument throughout the night so I think the performances are great, very much reminiscent like of a stage play because you're very, uh, you're in a stationary location for the majority of the film. Um, but it just kind of gave me those vibes of um, back when we reviewed Black Bear in December. We were just like, man, like these people are arguing. I feel like I'm not supposed to be here listening to this. Yeah. You know, it kind of it gave me those like uncomfortable vibes. But what about you, Anthony? It like at the end of it, I was emotionally drained. It was, um, it almost became this relentless bickering and I just, I love that how it started off and I really love the script and the story about these two, but then it became over and about this fighting for no reason. This, this like this underlining pettiness. Um, And I feel like the movie got caught up in itself, especially with the dialogue. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but it just became super wordy. And at the end of it, I was just exhausted. It's it's interesting because the movie tries really hard to, again, throw criticism at people being pretentious. But I think in turn, this film ends up feeling pretentious in a lot of it because it just feels like they're – they're either looking down at everybody and nobody they're like, they're like the best of the best. And, you know, like maybe we're drawing the wrong conclusions from it, but I, I don't know. There were parts of the film that just felt super pretentious while watching it. And I know that they're trying to do the opposite of that, but by doing that, it feels a certain way, mm-hmm. right? It comes Sometimes out a certain way. You know, the opposite be- could become true. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's for me where I kept losing the interest because it was just, I felt like, Oh my God, this movie's an hour 45 minutes of them doing the same thing over and over again. And it's basically a play you're watching, but it also feels like I, I, I still try to figure out what's the point of the film. Like, what was the director trying to invoke? And it, to me, it just seems like, okay, listen, it's COVID right now. We're in a pandemic. What's the movie that I can get away with making? Oh, I can make a back and forth movie uh, taking place in a house and I'll make it really simple if I just do. Uh, oh, uh, about movie directors and writers and everything. And it just, again, like you said, Daniel, it just became so pretentious. And I guess that's where I was totally zoned out of this movie. Did you guys watch the Euphoria? Because so the director of this this movie is the is the creator for Euphoria. But mm. did you guys watch the pro like the the two episodes leading up to the series that's about to come out? No, it's, no, it's very similar. It, it, it's you know what those those. It's like a, taking place in one location. And it's heavy on the dialogue, and I'm wondering if it was just something that, you know, Sam was really interested in, in creating these types of storylines where it's just two actors really talking and really talking about life. Because in the Euphoria with Zendaya as well, she's talking to her her sponsor and she goes on about life and all this stuff. And it's just back and forth conversation. I wonder if this was either inspiration for this movie or, or vice versa. It just felt super like I've just watched this in a sense. So even yeah. our audience, if you watch euphoria and you've seen those two episodes, 
uh, they're very similar to what you, this movie is also about. Mm. Um, I know this, um, you know, like you were saying, this is from the creator of of Euphoria. I just remember when when the trailer dropped for this, and it was like from the visionary director, from the visionary director Sam Levinson, and I was just like, okay, uh, sure. Like again, I, I don't take any credit away from when he's done with euphoria but it's like how how are you going to say visionary director of euphoria sorry visionary director and not say like emmy award-winning actress and dia in it as well too it's yeah. just, it just it's just very interesting how this was filmed and this film was shot on film as well too it was shot in black you and white tell, yeah. um film so like they he really they really wanted to make like let me make it's like it's like that old kind of like screen like that old uh kind of verbiage when you're making a film like oh i don't know what to make a movie about so let's make a movie about making a movie yeah and he, he kind of did that but just kind of like after, the, after the premiere so i feel like a lot of it was just coming from his experience which is fine of course but at the end of it it just feels like it doesn't feel like it's these characters talking it feels like they're just a mouthpiece for what the director wants to say correct yeah, yeah. i found um, it, i found it funny you know this movie plays a lot on filmmakers and you know the progress of making a film and it really goes into John David Washington's character really goes into filmmaking and mentioning all these movies and the history a little bit behind it. And even down to the point where, you know, criticizing the critics that gave him certain reviews for his movie that's come out and maybe movies that have come out in the past. And he really hits home with um, the LA times. And it was just funny (laughs) to look at the <laughs> review for this movie and it's the LA times giving it almost like a 10, like 10 out of a hundred uh, for this <laughs> film. It's like, it's just the irony that he is trash talking the LA times in the movie and the LA times is actually giving this movie a horrible rating. I, I was laughing at uh, I was laughing at the the tweet from the um, from the, per, the the critic who wrote the review, and they're like, one thing that Malcolm Emery and myself have in common is that we're both not very fond of one another. <laughs> it's <just, laughs> it so good, like it just it just this film almost feels like too too real sometimes. You know what I mean? And it just it just gives that vibe. Like, oh, I feel like let's find a way to attack critics. And it's it's funny though because this movie's getting generally. Um, good reviews from a lot of people and it's it's just funny that like even when people people like when they kind of get attacked too and it's it's interesting to see that as well let's uh let's jump into our recommendations so we'll start off with you daniel what would you give um malcolm and marie um you know for for this film i i really did enjoy their performances and i think john david washington and zendaya are are great together they play a very believable couple and i think their performances alone um are worth the watch for this movie so i'm going to say add it to your queue um but just know going into it that you know this film is one long argument uh but i think their performances uh, warrant the watch but it's not something you have to to rush out and go see but it comes out this friday add it to your queue on netflix you've already paid for it as anthony says you've already paid for it you've already paid for it what about you shay uh, I'm going to give it a skip it. I, I, while the performances are great, I think these actors uh, have done other work that is much better that you can watch where it's not just the performance you can see, it's everything else around the movie too because as the movie goes, it, it just frustrated me. I, I didn't want to keep seeing them argue and fight and I got no enjoyment out of that. So I'd say skip it. Cool, cool, cool. For me, I'm going to say add it to your queue. I think for the performances alone, um, I think 
this is Zendaya and uh, John David Washington's most ambitious performance. I feel like they had freedom to do whatever they want, and they did. I I think a lot of people will connect to this type of relationship. Maybe they've had this type of relationship in their past, and I think this is uh, something that they might want to want to see play out and see what happens in the ending. I do find the movie a little too long and a little too wordy and the dialogue became very, uh, we'll say, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Convoluted. Convoluted. Yes. So that's the only, that's one of the biggest cons that I've, that I got from this movie. But like I said, you already paid for it. So you might as well watch it. And also there's not much to watch this Friday, which I believe is coming out Friday. So um, I would say add it to the queue. So that concludes our review for Malcolm and Marie. The movie podcast is on a mission to hit 200 Apple podcast review before September. So please head over to our show page on Apple Podcasts and let us know how we are doing. Give us that five-star review. If you want to be part of sh- part of the show and give us your comments, suggestions, and corrections, head over to at the movie podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and please follow, as well as uh, right into the show so we can answer your questions. Um, and you can DM us as well. And don't forget to check out our website, themoviepodcast.ca. Thank you so much for listening to us. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.